Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello, everybody. We're back for another Caravan of Garbage, continuing our flight through the Iron Man trilogy, Mason. Continuing. Is that what I said? Yep. I stand by what I say and do and everything else that's ever happened that I'll, that, and that I will do. That's how you become a success. <laughs> that was Tony Stark's maiden speech for his company. He's like, I'm going to be continuing work of my father. He's going to be very proud of me. <laughs> that's right. That's how you become a billionaire. And if people could, could continuing to leave a like on this video, that would be terrific. We'd love it, yes. Because uh, that certainly helps get this video off the ground. Speaking of Mason. Yes. Tony Stark, he's back. He's hot off his appearance in The Incredible Hulk, the post-credits <laughs> oh, right. cameo. Yeah, as a uh, real bumbler, that's if I right. recall. Yeah. yeah, he's put on his big tall man shoes for his scenes with Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, that's what I was going to say. So in the past, that I, was the first thing you were going to say. I was gonna, honestly, the first thing I was going to say because it's it's in a, it's in a, in a in a in a segment. In the past, I've given Iron Man two a bad rap. Sure. And when I think back on it and I go, oh, Iron Man 2, what a disappointment. And I think there's only really three things that I have an issue with in this movie. Number one Mm -hmm. is that Tony Stark builds a new element by looking at his dad's old theme park. Like he's looking at a magic eye and then he discovers a new element in it, which is fascinating his dad, to me. Le- his dad left it there for him. It, yeah. it, it doesn't work. And, it, and, it, and, it, and he also does it in a way of the like, you know, when you watch an episode of CSI mm. and it's just like test tubes spinning and it's go, and it's like... But there's no actual... No. Like nothing is really happening. He's just turning a laser onto another thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing, you know? To be fair though, he puts more effort into this than he does figuring out time travel. Well, that's true. <laughs> Time travel, he just knocks it out on a napkin on the way over. Yeah, um, and yeah, and it and it and it, it sort of makes me wonder what would happen if like Howard Stark was building this secret into his theme park for his son. Yeah, but like one of the popcorn vendors decided not to book him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm missing a, I'm missing a guy. Oh, do I do I run the popcorn stand? I'll set my own one up." Oh, okay. So that's that. That's number one. Sure. That number one issue with this movie. Number two issue with this movie is that it it's it's predominantly. Uh, about Tony Stark, maybe he's going to be in the Avengers, but then, and it's all filler at, for, yep. for, for uh, you know, his future involvement in the Avengers. And at the end, he's just not in the Avengers. But in the Avengers, at the start of the Avengers, he's just in the Avengers. But that's not really John Favreau's fault. That's more Weed's yes. fault for not 
turning that around somehow. Well, that and also there was a lot of heavy Marvel involvement in this. Yeah. Like John Favreau, he's, he's, a, he's, a, pretty, he's a pretty jovial guy. Like he'll shut his mouth about, you know, being in a situation like this. Yes. But apparently there was a lot of behind-the-scenes friction between him and the Marvel higher-ups. We'll talk about some recasting that's going on. You know, there were some people at Marvel who were no longer there. Mm-mm. And this really leans into the, like, we're building a universe here. Yes. In a way that the first one didn't mm. you know what was your third thing my third thing is tony stark's huge bell-bottom trousers <laughs> just in every scene every full like every like full body shot of him he's got these big these big flared pantaloons yeah and yep. it's obviously because he is like he's not as tall as the character is supposed to be and they put lifts in his shoes and the way do you counteract that is you have these big these big boot cuts. Yeah. These boot cut jeans. There's a moment where he's replacing a painting on a wall or whatever, and yeah. he's standing up on a bench. You, you, you see him. They're, yeah. they're right there. And, yeah. and look, these days, there would just be a, there would be like a, a role in the, in the crew, and it'd be like visual effects tailoring, and they would just cut it down in post. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. But, but back then, you know, they only had a mere $100 million or whatever it was, so it's just like... That's right. But other than that, still... It's fine. Holds up. Yeah. It's it's It's... Like you, it's better than I remember it being. And what it got me thinking about also was there's a lot of changes to Marvel characters, especially early on, which I think people were more okay with because they weren't as popular. Uh-huh. For example, they changed Jarvis to a, into a virtual assistant AI situation, mm-hmm. but that was mostly because they didn't want to do a Bruce Wayne-Alfred comparison. Same year as uh, Batman Begins, exactly. right? The first one, so. Oh, no, Dark Knight. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. A, a Batman a movie. A Batman movie, sure. Which one? Who's to say? We don't know. They were continuing the saga of the Dark Knight. <laughs> it's all a blur. And the other thing is he's more of a jokester. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where in the comics he's he's pretty straight, straight and narrow. I mean, he's a drunk, but he's like straight and narrow, right? Uh-huh, sure, In yeah. terms of personality. And also the identity thing, which was apparently an improv, mm-hmm. that changed the course of this entire saga because a lot of people just don't have identities. There are exceptions, you know, like Spider-Man, but Mm -hmm. they just completely threw that out the window. And I don't know whether if they did that now, people would be as open to it. If you did this with a character like Batman in his first movie, uh or even any of the movies where he just did a press conference and went, I'm I'm Batman. And the police are all in the audience. They're like, well, he's rich. So I guess we have to let him get away with this. (laughs) We'd stop him, but I don't know. Yeah. He knows Krav Magar, I think. I mean, Batman nearly does come out at a press conference in The Dark Knight and, and say that he's Batman, but it, but it doesn't true. happen. But yeah, do, do you think they've leaned more away from that? What do you, where do you think the MCU is now in terms of Well, I changes? think the MCU probably influenced the Marvel comic book universe yeah. to that extent because obviously in the uh, comic books originally, Tony Stark, Iron Man was his bodyguard, but they've gotten rid of that since then. The whole world yep. knows Tony Stark is Iron Man in the comics now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think they've probably leaned heavily into that. Obviously, Nick Fury, as we've mentioned in previous caravans of garbage, yes. uh, it was originally a white guy. Yes. And he has since been replaced by his son, who is a black guy. And yep. that... Uh, it works perfectly. Mind. It works perfectly. It's, don't even think about his it. His name is also Nick Fury. Nick Fury Jr. <laughs> they, don't, they don't bring up the junior very often. I do want to talk about the Nick Fury thing because there's been talk that, like, oh, we based on Samuel L. Jackson and the idea was that, like, we were going to get him in and, you know, this was kind of our way to, to let him know what was going on and how people talk to his people. They just did it. There's interviews with Samuel L. Jackson. I found one recently where he's like, 
I picked up a comic and I was in the comic. Yeah. And apparently there was a lot of uh, apparently there were a lot of uh, contractual problems at the time, Mason. I bet. I mean, even in there's an issue of the Ultimate Comics where yeah. uh, Nick Fury is asked who would play him in a movie, and the he says David Hasselhoff. That's right. The character <laughs> looking exactly like Samuel L. Jackson says, "Well, Samuel L. Jackson, of course." Yeah. So it's interesting that that did come true. Yeah. But I believe the the artist on that comic book at the time was quite fond of you know. Photo reference, we'll say. Sure. And that's Tracing. How. Tracing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's yeah. easier, isn't it? That's right. Oh, speaking of casting, yeah. this movie has a cavalcade of fun guest stars. Oh, my God, so many. Let's uh, do it. Olivia Munn is in this. Yes. Who later became Psylocke in the X-Men movies. Correct. Kate Mara, who gave the best performance anyone's ever given in a Fantastic Four movie. Best wig in a movie. Best, best wig in a movie. It's, it's some of the scenes. Uh the uh the great DJ AM no longer yeah. with us the late DJ AM RIP uh the late great Gary Shandling one yes. of the best in the business pulled but brings in a great performance as this sort of uh, I agree smarmy uh, uh just just had it up to here senator mm. uh who later turns out to be a Hydra agent I actually think and I was watching some behind the scenes stuff that speaks to this that they were already thinking about the Hydra twist interesting because they're kind of like yeah there's some stuff coming up with whatever and I'm like yeah. huh well it's only, it's only four years out at this point you know mm. so that's not entirely yeah. possible that they would have planned some of that out. That's true. But yeah, sorry, Gary Shandling. Yep. Uh, and uh, Bill O'Reilly, still alive somehow. <laughs> still, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It is. Well, uh, speaking of terrible people. Go on. Uh, Elon Musk makes an appearance. <laughs> sure does, that's true. <laughs> I, like I said, did I say cavalcade of stars or not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony, I'm thinking about uh, making an electric jet. You know what he's actually just thinking about? It's just a regular jet. It's got an electric fence on it so poor people can't get in. <laughs> that's what it is. You know what I think? I think that's how he actually comes up with his ideas. They're like, he's a great inventor. He came in and said, electric jet! And then he ran out of the room. Sure. And then we just had to build an electric jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, look into it. He's not great, is he? Real life Tony Stark, in my opinion. Just a real... Dog of a bloke. Yep. <laughs> Again, we know there's some big fans of him out there. Just look into it a bit. Just look into it just a little bit. Just look into him a little oh, bit. Man, just, come on. He's a hero. In yeah, my no, 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 I agree. 100% agree. What do you think about the fact that they uh, sort of did the demon in a bottle storyline sort of for that one scene? For that one scene. Loved well, it. to be fair, the original opening uh, when we see Tony Stark for this and there's a deleted scene you can find, he's drunk throwing up in a toilet and then he jumps <laughs> out of the plane and Pepper Potts is there and she's like, what are you doing? You're drunk. And he's like, I love being drunk. I'm Tony Stark. Is he drunk? But he's also palladium yeah, he's drunk, both. right? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's palladium poisoned and drunk and, sure. and mostly drunk. He's d- day drunk, night drunk. Could any one of us say that if we were being constantly palladium poisoned, we wouldn't be drunk or all the time. No, I'd be doing it all day, mate. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, speaking of, though, we have a service called Big Sandwich where we have a book club where we actually recently did Demon in a Bottle, where we talk thoroughly and extensively about that story arc. So you, you want to, you want to, you want to, you want a Tony Stark. He's got a big perm. He's got a mustache. Mm. He's zipping about on his Iron Man roller skates. We got you covered. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so he's made his match this time around. By a, by a big, muscular, HGH-infused Russian man uh, with very exposed chest and arms. Oh, most of his chest. And head. And head. Constantly. <laughs> Mo- mostly, mostly the head. Well, that's what gets him in the end, isn't it? The mm-hmm. exposed head. I just think, though, uh, he, he's not a great villain. I think Mickey Rourke was huge at the time because Sin City, because of the wrestler. I mean, he is a great actor. Mm. And apparently he brought a lot to this role and he had a lot of his own ideas in terms of the Boards. looks. Say Boards. Again. Boids, different Boids. Yeah, that, the bird was his idea, for mm-hmm. real. Uh, and, like, the tattoos were all him and the Russian accent and the phrases that he wanted to use. But apparently... Sorry? Bored? Yeah, Boyd, the Boyd, yeah. Mm. But apparently, though, a lot of that was cut. Uh. So I feel like just going, yeah, it's not, it's fine and whatever. 
But you know, what was it supposed to be? I don't know. But this isn't this isn't great, is it? Is it really? But here's something that is great. Yes. And I'll stand by this scene until the day that I die, until one of Elon Musk's weird fans comes and finds me and shoots me. <laughs> until you are dragged onto a shuttle and put into one of Elon Musk's space mines. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the racetrack scene is one of the best scenes in the MCU ever, hands down, without question. It, and it, it's a it's a great action sequence, and it looks great because yes. I think this is one of the one of the few uh, Marvel films filmed on film. Yes. Looks great. Colours great. FOF. That's what we say. That's right. That's what we say. FOF. <laughs> filmed on film. <laughs> yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, it just it just looks great. The 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 slow-mo action. Whiplash just slicing those God Formula damn. 1 cars in half. And you see like the, that's got the red outline where it's like just seared through it. That being said, there is a moment where... Uh, he flips Tony Stark's car mm-hmm. and it flips upside down numerous times and then a bunch of cars crash directly <laughs> behind Whiplash and I'm like, this would be an entirely different movie and cinematic universe if both of them had just been absolutely obliterated <laughs> on that racetrack, which could very easily have happened. Yeah. Like Whiplash flips over the car and Tony Stark's head has been separated from his body <laughs> and he's like, huh, did it. And then just just a bunch of like Formula One. <laughs> just pile on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> He is very casually strolling up and yeah. down that racetrack, isn't he? But that being said, the, the the moment that just really sold it for me, and it was in the trailer, is the suitcase armor, yeah. which is a nod to the fact that his armor is used off, to be in a briefcase sometimes. And the way it unfolds around him, and it's like clickety clacking over over his limbs. And I also love the fact that it's this emergency suit that has some of the Iron Man abilities, but mm. not enough a lot of the time. Evidently, yeah. But that's also, that suit for me, that's the best looking Iron Man suit, in my opinion. That silver centurion look. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's my favourite suit But by again, far. I, think, I think this, this and maybe this is one of the reasons, again, maybe, let's add a fourth reason after the big, sure. after the big Tony Stark booties, uh, <laughs> that they put this in the trailer. And again, yeah. it's, it's the... It's the the calculation they have to make of do we leave some surprises in this film? Do we put something exciting in the mm. trailer to draw people in? And I think they made the wrong call on that. And I'm yeah. just like, imagine if you'd see, you see the suit. Yeah. Imagine if you'd not seen any trailers and you're watching this movie, you see Happy walking around with that little briefcase and you're like, what's in the briefcase? Cause it looks, yeah. Could it be? I mean, they wouldn't put a briefcase. That's silly because it's in the... It's in the comics. I put it. Is it just like a bunch of martini mixes? Maybe it's martini mixes. Maybe when Whiplash, he'll be like, quickly throw me the briefcase. I need a martini before I'm beheaded by that laser whip. But then he puts that into the suit. You'd be like, right, oh my yeah. god! But the the fact that they just had yeah. to had to throw that in the entire activation sequence You're put right. it in the trailer. Yeah. and that's the, the you know the reason it looks so good is why they had to do that, and it just. That's reason number four. I, it's, it's a great reason. <laughs> well, it is the Mark IV suit. And speaking of, me and you have had discussions in the past about whether or not this suit can fly. Mm-hmm. And I've done a little bit of research. You said it couldn't. I said it could. Right, here we go. Here we oh, go. Are you, saying, are you saying then when Happy throws it to him, that's canonically flying? No, 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 Mason. I'm going to, I'm actually, you're writing this video oh, right, right okay, now. Okay, okay. I'm actually, the Mark V suit is an emergency only suit and thus is only equipped with the basic Iron Man arsenal, namely hand-mounted repulsors. Apart from its lack of heavy weapons and its lightweight, it can still fly. However, it cannot reach high altitudes or speeds and is limited in its weight it can carry during flight. But it does have the advantage of flight, which means he can fly away. And there's a little asterisk, and it says flight can only be sustained if he's being picked up by a laser whip. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> Flung over a racetrack. But all right, I see your point. It's, it's, I don't even remember if you actually said that. That may have been like something that I built up in my, in my mind. <laughs> and I'm like, he said this thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll him. I'm going to roll him in public. <laughs> what I also like about uh, this suit, and I think it also speaks to literally every other suit that he has, something happens to it, which he then upgrades in the next one, ah. right? So in this, he gets whipped and electrocuted and it just drops him. And then the follow-up suit in the, in the Avengers it absorbs electricity. Oh, that's so true. every time something happens to him, there's almost always the next one is something better. For example, in Infinity War, he makes shields out of like the nanotechnology in the suit and it wears it down. But in Endgame, it's a laser shield. Exactly. Yeah. So there's always something he's improving on. So in the next one, mm. it's going to... Um, just a big block. <laughs> he just can't big... get at it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. a cube. Well, yeah, it was a ball, but it just kept rolling. Wow. It's just got a bunch of cold steaks in it to put on his (laughs) severe burns. Yeah. But about that fight, though, on the racetrack, because we're still on it, why not? Um, First of all, it was supposed to be a bunch of minor villains initially, you know, like your Crimson Dynamos and whatever. Elon Musk. And Elon Musk, yeah. But I love how, like, his instinct is to just build a whip suit just to make him bleed a little bit and then go, you lose. You di- he didn't lose. Like, he won. <laughs> and everybody knows that he kind of doesn't know what he's doing. Like oh, the- I see, right. And there's aliens coming. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? This interaction. No, but but Whiplash wants the headlines afterwards to, to say, Iron Man half-asses it again. <laughs> <laughs> he gets through on the skin of his teeth like a real dummy yet again. What about this line, Mason? Go on. Who do you attribute this to? I'm here. It's me. Deal with it. Oh, that's Rody. That's Rody. New Rody. New Rody. Uh, so I've got a bit of trivia here in regards to this uh, recasting. Go on. If you don't mind. 
So Entertainment Weekly claimed that director John Favreau had not been happy with Howard's performance in Iron Man, often reshooting or cutting his scenes. So when it was time for the sequel... Uh, Favreau and co-writer Justin Theroux. Oh. Surprise, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Is that a surprise? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, purposely reduced Howard's screen time, uh, which led to Marvel to ask him for a pay cut of 80%. Howard refused, claiming that the reason for the pay cut was to meet Robert Downey Jr.'s reported 2,000% salary increase, apparently around $10 million. Oh. Uh, Cheetah was sought as a replacement, but... Uh, do you remember our old friend Ike Perlmutter? We talked Wait, do to, I ever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talked about him when we uh, talked about the Inhumans. Here's that picture. It makes that ominous noise, remember, ah, for some reason? I don't like it. It's not an edit. It makes this just, noise. Just, just <laughs> Ben, we don't... He can't fix it. He's tried all manner of editing tricks. You ever walk past an, uh, like a newsstand and it's making a weird humming, <laughs> ominous humming noise? Ike Perlmutter's in the paper, baby. <laughs> so Perlmutter allegedly told a Disney consumer products executive that no one would notice because black people look the same. Jeez. Yeah. So also the Hollywood Reporter reported in 2015 that he attended the premiere of Iron Man in disguise to go undetected because he's really weird about being in public and being seen. Yeah. And once complained that journalists at a press junket were allowed two sodas instead of one. He's a billionaire, just by the way. Mm-hmm. He's a billionaire. Sure. Just, I'm just saying. Mm. Anyways, I think... um. The war machine role being beefed up in this mm-hmm. is interesting. It's an interesting counterpoint. He's also got military tactics. You know, at the end when they're working together, he's like, I'll go up here and you go down there. And Tony Stark's just like, we'll just back to back this shit, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I got that laser that works once. I'll just do that. Sure. We'll just we'll just shoot our repulsors together and blast this guy, turn him into a soup, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think it's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That scene's okay. It's Maybe okay. they should have put that in the trailer. You know what's though. more than okay? Mm. Uh... Sam Rockwell as Justin Howard. Yeah. What a dream. What a the dream. best. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, great addition. I love his little gun montage. Yep. Uh-huh. He's making his little speech. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, 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 I wish I had more to say. I mean, he improvs that dance, that little dance <laughs> that he does. Well, he's, see, that's the thing. I think he does more with less. Yeah. Tony Stark needs dancing girls and the Iron Man suit and fireworks and mm. whatever. He's just out there dancing to, to <laughs> the average white band, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back. Yeah, you know. Also, they should bring. Oh, here's the thing. The, the one thing. The one thing. The, the one issue I do have, like the fifth issue, you mean? Okay, the fifth issue is. I think it'd be better if he was more competent. Yes, you know what I mean. I agree. He's, he, he's meant to be this kind of dark rival of Tony Stark. He's yeah. meant to be a guy who, if Tony Stark hadn't grown a conscience, would be. Yeah, that, this is what he'd turn into. But he's just kind of like a, a like a real blowhard. He's not that competent, you know? Because I guess you could keep him funny and charismatic and you could keep the little dance. Yeah, yeah. But also maybe he knows kung fu. The dance would have <laughs> evil intent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My goodness. Um, here's someone that they, uh, they, sh- they, they should have kept Go and on. they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow is introduced in this movie, but it's fine and they don't really do anything with it. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson has talked about how it was like, you know, at the time it was great, but looking back, it's like, eh, was it? You know what I mean? And I think, like, her fight scene is, is pretty solid, mm-hmm. but maybe the cameo should have just been Hawkeye-sized, like in Thor. You know what mm, I mean? Sure. I think it's just an extra thing that they put in here that you just don't really need for that character right now, you know? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Anyway. Greatest hair in her uh, in her oeuvre. I've though, heard I you think. say that before. Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree. I think it's her best hair. We'll think about it. We'll continue to think about it. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. What do you think about the inclusion of John Slattery, though? Love John Slattery. Love Would you him. kiss him? Would you kiss him? Yeah, probably. He's going to kiss him, everyone. 
He's going to kiss him. I, here's something I don't like. Go on. I don't like his triangle arc reactor. I don't think it's a. Well, that's, good why, as, well that's why I got tossed for the, the, yeah. the Avengers, sure. I like it. Anyway, whatever. Here's the thing. What 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 was it going to be though? It's got to be how do you, how else do you octagonal? Else, okay, right. I was going to say how else do you how else do you illustrate a new element? Mm. The, <laughs> he's mastered <laughs> the fundamental forces of the universe. He's become as unto a god. He's created a new a new element. Yep. You're going to make it an octagon. You're not going to make it a triangle. You ignoramus. I'm an idiot, aren't I? Now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. You've rolled me in this video. I That's don't right. like it. I yeah. don't like it, Mason. Don't you remember Albert Einstein said you, get, you make a fundamental new element? Make it a triangle. <laughs> That's what he said. Big uh, triangles are more important than knowledge. Is that Albert true? Albert Einstein, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Guy knew a lot of things. Agreed. Including how to cheat on his wife. It's neither here nor there. Listen, Mason. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson made a nine-picture deal for this. Did you, did you know? I did know that, yeah. And then he very quickly just ran just through Just ran right through him. What's he on? He's on, like, picture all of them, I think. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been past put it. In, he's been put in movies that aren't even Marvel movies at this point. It's true. Uh, I think, though, the Nick Fury subplot, again, doesn't really work because it's just kind of it does feel tacked on and get ready for the Avengers. And he just really spends the entire time negging Tony Stark, doesn't he? Yeah. Just like, we thought about putting you in the Avengers and Iron Man could be in the Avengers, but you can't be in the Avengers. We don't, we don't like you, but we like Iron Man. Not as good as Iron Man. <laughs> okay, thanks for being in this movie, man. Really cool. Now, it's important we've been following you every, every step of the way here, but here's our evaluation of you. I need you to read it out loud. And he opens it up and it's got, what, absolute Muppets? <laughs> That's hardly fair. <laughs> It's time for Little Things, Mason. The segment of the show where we just go, here's something, here's something, here's yeah. something for nothing. That's no. what we say. We sure do. Uh, according to John Favreau, the Asian man who hands Vanko the false papers in Russia in order to get to Monaco is a member of the Ten Rings, the terrorist organization Stark encountered in the first film. The organization is uh, is is uh, reported, it's, it's, uh, it's Iron Man's nemesis. He's the Mandarin. That's the boss. Big Ten Rings revelation. That's boing, right. boing, boing. No, little things. Boing, boing, boing. Uh, uh, another little thing. Tom Holland is in this sort of. Allegedly, supposedly. Yeah. We've, we've retconned that in. He's the, the little boy. He's yep. wearing the Iron Man mask uh, uh, as the Stark Expo's being attacked yep. by the Hammer Drones. And Iron Man saves him. And he that's says, right. good job, kid. I th that's that's uh, Peter Parker. That's apparently. right. Apparently. Uh, we've got to mention uh, the Captain. But that's only because people kept saying. Hey, John Favreau, is that? I think Tom Holland did. He was like, "Oh, Mr. Feige, please, can I, can I be an Iron Man too? It's my favorite movie, Mr. Feige, please, 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 sir. You don't even have to pay me for the next movie." Uh, he's twenty-five. He's not a little boy. No, no that's true. <laughs> Uh, so, what do you think about the Captain America shield? Uh, fine, yep, good, yeah. good fun, good fun reference, good love it. Apparently, the what is that though? Because it's not the original Captain America shield. Well, clearly. apparently, it, it, the nod is to the fact that Howard Stark was linked to the Super Soldier program. So that was the the idea uh -huh. that we'd make that connection, and we have yeah, now, right, right, right now. Uh, also, there's other nods. There's a Project Pegasus crate, which is also referenced in Captain Marvel. Oh. Because her powers come from a, a thing that exploded in her face or whatever. The magical Pegasus. <laughs> yes, the legendary <laughs> mythical beast, sure. <laughs> that's right. And there's also That was in that spaceship or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They were hauling the Pegasus. Oh, really? The mythical beast. Is yeah. it okay? Oh, exploded. Exploded. Expl exploded real hard. Well, at least you got all the powers of a Pegasus. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, there's also a Black Panther reference because in, in one scene there's a moment, there's a map in the background and it's like, something going on in Africa? What is it? Black Panther, that's what's going on there. Oh. Um, here's something for you, Mason. In the original ending, Whiplash is revealed to have survived the explosion. This is from IMDb, Little Bits. And attacks Tony and Pepper before being killed by Rhodey. 
The ending was changed to a more ambiguous situation in case Marvel wanted to bring back Whiplash for future movies. As of June 2021, there are no plans to do so. He exploded, right? He, uh, fairly unambiguous to me. He was a soup. They would have opened up that suit and he would have poured out of it. So he would have gone down the drain. Uh, i got one more thing to ask you, though. Go on. Minigun, Mason. Oh. Mason's time. famous segment, the Minigun Minutes. Minigun Minute. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the real thing. It's the real deal. It's the M134. Yep. That's the that's the one they mount on a helicopter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they mount on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Wait, mm-hmm. not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator Two. Wow. Yeah. But uh, looking pretty good, blowing up some cars. But again, uh, it's an impossible uh, it's an impossible yardstick I have, which is just give a scene where some like a bunch of people are being chopped into soup. Yep. Like yep. Like you yep. said, that's what I want to see. But right. I'm going to give this one mini gun minute. Out of my segment, one mini gun minute. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So it made the segment. Yeah, yeah, but obviously not the highest rating. Very, yeah, well, yeah, and neither was this movie, Mason. And I'll tell you why. Why's that? Again, it was the seventh highest grossing film of the year that it came out. Huh. Uh, so similarly to Iron Man One, it wasn't a huge box office draw. It was made for somewhere between one hundred and seventy and two hundred million dollars. So a much bigger budget than the first, and it made more. It's six hundred twenty-three million dollars. But again, what I like about what they've done with the MCU, they didn't go. Oh, I didn't make a billion dollars. Pack it in. Pack it in. You know what I mean? You got a bill to make it a billion agree, dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about more billion dollars next week. But speaking of next movies, uh, I really always liked the post-credit scene for this. It's the Thor's hammer situation, mm-hmm. simply for the potential of. We're getting aliens and space and magic and stuff. Yeah. And there'd be no hints towards that. We'd seen mm. a man who, who drank a green liquid and he became a big green man. That's his origin. Mm-hmm. And then we saw a man who was drunk and then he fell into a, the desert into a suit or whatever. Sure. That was his origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, now yeah. we're doing space hammer people. Is that how you think Hulk's origin went? Yeah, he, he drank, drank, a, he drank big... a big green drink. <laughs> sure. It was too big. It's all water weight. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay, no, you're right. I was misremembering. You're right, absolutely right. Anyway, there you go. I loved it. You know what I also loved? I loved I loved how weird Colson was in this movie. Did you like uh-huh. his, uh, his how his suits fit better? Better. <laughs> Much better. But I like the little back and forth he had with Stark towards the end. He's yeah. like, I'm going to go. I was busy doing stuff, now I've got to do other stuff. <laughs> like just two very odd, suspicious men having an odd conversation. <laughs> it's true. And he's like, we, we need you, Stark. But not that much. Anyway, <laughs> I'll see you later. I've, I've got to go off and do seven seasons of my own show, so. I have to beat up people in that mini-mart? Yes. Was that, that's that, that's that one, right? Yeah, Yeah, is. on the way to Thor's Hammer yeah. or whatever it is? Yeah. There you go. Uh, anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. We do this every week, and you might be like, I wish I could see it every week, but a little bit early. Guess what you can? You go to bigsandwich.co, you sign up, they go up there early. Also, bonus stuff. We mentioned... Book Club, Demon in a Bottle. It's up there. Mm -hmm. We do bonus podcasts. Our podcast called The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows and comes out every Monday. We're doing a Black Widow episode, by the way, FYI. That comes out every Monday, but it comes out a day early on Sunday if you want to sign up. Uh, Sunday's a perfect day for a podcast. I agree. That's what they say. That's what Albert Einstein said. Sunday's the perfect day for a podcast. Make it a triangle. I'm cheating on my wife. Uh, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Swing back around for Iron Man 3 next week and what many people consider to be the pinnacle of... Cinema? Out of of both... uh, Out of the Shane Black movies, The Predator and Iron Man 3. People prefer Iron Man 3. That's right. Interesting, okay. We'll talk about it. Nice. Goodbye. Uh, Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.